Hello and welcome to Aunt Mary from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Now for our story. It was early evening of the day Bill Mead's custody suit had opened. Exhausted and nervous after the long hours in court, Kit Calvert, Bill's former wife, and supposedly the mother of the baby boy who was the center of the case, had gone straight to her own apartment in her father's house on their return from Huntsville. But she hadn't been able to rest. Now, having changed into a housecoat, Kit wanders restlessly into the spacious living room, finds her stepmother, Jessie, there before her. You certainly look different. Do I really? <laughs> yes. That scarlet housecoat you're wearing makes quite a contrast to the way you were decked out today for that appearance in court. What was wrong with my costume, may I ask? Mm, nothing was wrong with it. But costume's exactly the word. As if you were gotten up to play a part in a play. That simple little black dress with the white at the neck. You look so helpless, so innocent. Of course I look innocent. I am. Perhaps. It's not a question of being innocent or guilty, Jessie. It's merely a question of deciding whether a child belongs with a mother who's well able to give it the proper care or a father who isn't able to. Bill's lawyer might not agree that it's quite so simple. Bill's lawyer is a fool. Oh, I don't believe I'd say that exactly. Well, he certainly hasn't shown any brilliance so far. That's true enough. He hasn't so far, but uh, if he weren't limited to bringing up new evidence... What do you mean by that, Jessie? Oh, you know, Kit. Happenings that have taken place since you and Bill were divorced. He'd have had a much easier time of it if it depended on things that happened before. Jesse, you've hinted at something like this more than once. There's something on your mind. You keep harping on this question of before, before. Why don't you come out and say what you mean? Very well, Kit. If you want me to be frank, I will be. What I mean is, if Angus McKillop could use what you and I know, the fact that Paul Cromwell was there in Los Angeles while you were living right next door. What are you talking about? You know perfectly well. I'm afraid I don't. Where did you ever get such an idea? Or have you made up this silly story just to make trouble? Oh, what's the use of bluffing, Kit? I know Cromwell was there at Malibu Beach while you were. I know all about it. Don't try to deny it. You see, I checked up. Well, if that isn't typical of the way you work... Digging around in something that's none of your business, setting spies, traps. Mm, Not exactly spies, Kit. They call them private investigators. It sounds so much pleasanter, don't you think? I should have known. It's the same thing you did before. Snooping around until you had something to use as blackmail. That's how you got Dad to marry you. Now you're using the same technique again. In heaven's name, Jesse, won't you ever be satisfied? You are married to Dad now. You got what you wanted. I might have. If it hadn't been for you. Do you think I wanted to share this house with you? You and that precious child of yours? Don't be silly. I'm beginning to understand your game now. I should have seen it sooner. You want me out of here. And you set about in your own nasty, underhanded way, digging around in my past, trying to find something that would help Bill get custody of the baby. 
Then you thought I'd clear out. You'd have the field all to yourself. Mm, that's more or less the idea. Well, of all the mean... You might say I was simply strengthening my position. And I suppose you told Bill, Bill and McKillop, the, the whole story. Mm, maybe I did, maybe I didn't. But, as I said before, what difference does it make? What difference? Yes. As long as it can't be admitted as evidence in court. At least, not this little item we've mentioned. However, you know very well there's much more to it. Well, Jesse, suppose you tell me what it is. You know so much. Oh, I'm not telling everything I know. Why should I? Oh, that's right. You're just waiting to get up on the stand and testify against me. That's what you're planning. <laughs> Don't be silly, kid. What good would that do me? The way your mind works, it would do you a lot of good. You thrive on making trouble for me. You'd be in seventh heaven if I lost the case. Yes, I'd enjoy that very much. But you forget, Kit. I have myself to think about. If I got up and testified against you, it would make Ben dreadfully angry. Well, if you think your stock's very high with Dad right now, you're out of your mind. Oh, I know how Ben feels about him. But he has no grounds for saying I've been anything but an obedient wife. And he's not going to have either. You see, Kit, I can be perfectly frank with you. You wouldn't go to Ben and tell him about this conversation we're having. Never in this world. Don't be too sure. Oh, but I am. Because, you see, if you did, you'd have to tell him about the Cromwell thing yourself. And you've taken precious good care to keep him from finding out about it. About that and several other things. You've got it all figured out, haven't you? Mm-hmm. I had plenty of time. And I've rather enjoyed myself, fitting all the pieces together, like a good jigsaw puzzle. And then, it's been a lesson in psychology, too. Watching the various phases you've gone through since you came back from California with the baby. Yes, indeed. Very interesting. Someday, Jesse, you'll do this sort of thing once too often. Somehow, I'm not the least bit worried. You mustn't forget what I've been through already, Kit. I've built up considerable resistance. You might say associating with you and Ben has acted as a sort of toughening process. You make yourself out such a martyr, such an innocent victim. I believe I have been. Yes, I've had my share of suffering, real suffering. All those years loving your father, working for him. I was a lot younger then. I might have made something of my life. Perhaps married a man who would have given me a decent life, love and warmth and respect. But I was in love with Ben. Oh, what a fool I was. I gave up everything, subordinated my whole life just for him. Pulling out all the stops, aren't you? Oh, really, Jesse, have you no pride at all? Not anymore. Not after what I've been through. The years when I was the laughing stock of the town, and since then, since your father married me. Well, that's what you wanted. Now you're moaning about being mistreated. Oh, I admit I'm bitter. Terribly bitter. There's very little left for me. But I intend to get every bit that there is. The main thing is revenge, apparently. Oh, let's say vindication. And, uh, well, a certain amount of economic security. Well, if you ask me, you're cutting your own throat. Dad could cut you off in a minute, and he would, too, oh, if I... Oh, but you see, he'll have no basis. I don't have to do anything. 
All I have to do is sit back and watch things happen. You think I'm going to lose the case, don't you? Yes, I do. But it won't be my doing, Kit. It'll be on your own head. You're quite the Cassandra tonight. The Oracle of Doom. But I'm afraid, Jesse, that it's all wishful thinking. You'd like to see me humiliated, disgraced. And so you've convinced yourself it's going to happen. No, you're wrong. I'm sure of it. I have been for a long time. I've watched you. Watched the way you've reacted. Notice how nervous you get at any mention of California. Of what went on there. Why, even when that poor little thing... What was her name? Uh, Mrs. Fenner. When she came here... You went into an absolute tailspin. Oh, for heaven's sake. Now your imagination's really running away with you. A girl I barely know drops in for an afternoon. Months ago. And you make a three-act play of it. That's merely another example of how unnaturally jumpy you've been. I'm sure it means something. And I'm also sure that before the trial is over, whatever it is will come out without my lifting a finger. I believe your own actions, your own selfishness and contempt for other people will eventually catch up with you. That's why I'm content just to sit back and wait. For a moment, Kit had an impulse to do something violent. But then she realized how hopeless it was to strike out at the woman. Because Jesse might be right. The trial was started and she might be caught. Trapped in the path of the gigantic machinery she herself had created. The very thing which could crush her now. <laughs> 